Hello everyone and welcome to the Changemakers podcast. Today we have Danielle Smithayert, who believes that you don't need to wait for change to happen. You have to be the change yourself. Any small contribution actually makes a big difference. The journey to personal development is never one without challenges. And in this moment, Danielle finds peace in meditation. This is why she started a charity that every year brings together people to meditate and get inspired. Ultimately, she aims to contribute to a world that stimulates the community feeling. As she mentions during our discussion, the how is not so important. The ultimate vision is to reduce the number of people suffering of anxiety, depression and burnouts. She wants to help people grow and feel happy about their lives. So, uh, my name is Danielle, Danielle Smithart, and uh, I got referred by uh, a good friend and an old colleague from Accenture, uh, Andrea Kralikova. And so, my uh, business expertise is HR and uh, recruitment strategy. And at a certain point in 2013, I got an incentive to just start volunteering. And uh, at the same time, uh, I got few signs that pointed me out that I should meditate. So this started all simultaneously. And uh, I found out with the volunteering that it really gave me a lot of uh, satisfaction and also the, gra- the gratitude that you get from the people you help that is priceless. So for me, it was something that I really wanted to proceed. And also next to this, I found You know, in these busy days, we got a lot of information coming to us, a lot of pressure uh, of becoming that unicorn that uh, excels in everything. So for me, the meditation was a good tooling uh, of of staying to my own needs and uh, staying close to myself and uh, learning uh, the principles of Buddhism. So I started meditating simultaneously and uh, started reading a lot about Buddhism and then started doing yoga. And not a lot of people know, but yoga is actually the instrument to to meditate better, to keep a good position and to have less pain. So uh, for me, the journey started uh, like, yeah, in 2013. And from from that time on, started doing more volunteering and and also within Accenture, where I got to know uh, Andrea. And... uh, at a certain point, I uh, was doing a lot of projects within the company uh, and also uh, doing volunteering uh, for, for, for some uh, projects that they had. And uh, yeah, I came back from my travels to India and then uh, I, I was nominated uh, as well with Andrea, as well as Andrea, for a, a prize of uh, corporate citizenship. And for me, that was uh, yeah, a, a big moment, a big really, a moment of really realization that I have to continue this journey. And so in 2016, I founded my uh, meditation charity. And uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is where my journey began. Wow, sounds really interesting with interesting turns. <laughs> yeah. um, you mentioned at the beginning that you got some signs to start meditating. Can you elaborate more on that? Um, how did you kind of come across meditation and how did you realize that it's a powerful tool in connecting with yourself and uh, with the world around you? Yeah, it's actually a funny thing because uh, my best friend, who has always been into spiritual uh, things, 
Uh, his name is Paul de Ritter. He was always pushing me from uh, the age of 16, like, you have to meditate, read this book, do this and that. Uh, when the when the secret uh, came out, he was like, "Yeah, you need to watch this movie, read the book." I did everything, but I didn't feel it back then. I think the time wasn't right. And at a certain moment, at the age of 27, I got uh, three strong signals. So the first signal was I uh, was to uh, I, I had a meetup and, uh, of a volunteering project that I did, and uh, there uh, we had some drinks and then I, uh, I had a conversation with somebody who was also volunteering and she told me about this meditation center in Amsterdam and yeah, there are quite a lot. So I was very intrigued and uh, I noted it down and I did nothing. So a few months later, I uh, bumped, bumped into someone and uh, he was telling like uh, his ex-girlfriend was also meditating and, and, and was telling me this very convincing uh, story and that I asked him like wh which, which meditation center was it and he was also pointing out the same one and I was like okay this is interesting second time uh, this came on my road and then uh, the third signal was the strongest which convinced me to actually do it and then uh, I got to know a new friend in the in the group and uh, she lived actually across from the center so now I had I had no excuse anymore to avoid it, and uh, and so the time was there, and I started meditating, and um, yeah, of course it is very strong. So uh, the most common thing I hear of people is like, yeah, I started meditating, and then I became very stressed. This is nothing for me. But the thing with meditation is, you know, like during the day, you have a lot of systems build up that. Uh, can suppress certain emotions like anger or anxiety or maybe even grief. And then when you meditate, there's these blockages, these automatical systems that push emotions away, they lose their power. So suddenly you feel everything. But the whole thing is like you become like the whole thing with meditation is like it's not about not thinking at all. That's not possible. But it's more of um, you know, keep, keeping uh, a view of the observer and just like clouds pass by, just observe your emotions and your thoughts as they are. Don't engage in the story, but just, you know, like sit and watch it. And then, you know, the more you do it, the more you feel like you get relief and, uh, and, and you get sort of uh, a more clear mind. And, and for me, it already had so much effect. You feel so much lighter and refreshed and also, you, you know more uh, and better what you need and not what you're supposed to need or feel at that moment. So it keeps you grounded, but also more close to who you are and what you need. Um, and that way, it has a lot of benefits. For instance, you know, better sleeping, you're becoming more creative, um, you have more concentration. So it also adds up. And that's, that's, that's wonderful, I think. Sounds amazing. Um, I just wish that more and more people would engage in this. <laughs> what do you think is the importance of meditation in the 21st century, considering, you know, the, the whole um, trend um, of mindfulness, let's say, but also considering different trends within uh, the work field? I hear uh, from my friends, but also just with professionals that I meet that there's a lot of stress happening in the work field and uh, there's a lot of quarter life crises <laughs> <laughs> happening. Um, 
what do you think do you think meditation will have an role uh, an important role to play um, in changing that and if yes how yeah so uh, I I totally uh, agree on what you're saying because also from the HR field it's very known that uh, when people uh, drop out of work because of illness it's mostly because of uh, anxiety depression or burnout and um, which is a very sad thing because um, yeah I, I think everybody you know like wants to do their work the best they can they want to be the best version of themselves but I think they get pressured about uh, looking too much at social media because Everybody knows it's only 10% of reality and we still keep on measuring our lives to it. And I think we should, you know, like use social media as a social tool and not, not as a purpose itself. Uh, so I think there, there needs to become a shift where the actual human communication, you know, like being alive together, that has to have a priority because we are not individual people. We are... Uh, you know, like human beings, they're meant to be in communities. And, you know, there's even ha there even has been done research where, uh, you know, like uh, baby monkeys, when they're not touched by uh, a human or an animal in the six weeks of their life, they die. And this also, uh, uh, it, this is it's the same for people. So, you know, we, start, we should start using social media more as a tool and not as a purpose. That's one thing. And uh, yeah, uh, meditation has proven scientifically that it reduces all the symptoms of anxiety, burnouts, and depression. So I think it would be good. I mean, there is a lot of toolings I mean, uh, already on the market, like Headspace, you know, to build up. Even if it's like only 10 minutes before you uh, go to sleep or the 10 minutes that you wake up, it, 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 it makes a huge difference. And you can also do like a body scan for one minute where you just close your eyes for one minute you just feel like you know where am I how is my body feeling what is my posture and then you can already uh, feel the stress drop down so I think it's very important you know like every every moment in your life when you feel anxiety or stress coming up that you do a quick scan on thinking like okay what am I feeling and is this really a priority or am I imagining it it's just like you keep up, like, um, it's good to, to absorb a lot of information, but it's also important to prioritize and, and to see what is really urgent and, and what is actually real. Mm -hmm. mm, I'm, I'm curious to pick your brain a little bit on, the, on this topic a little bit further, because of course. Uh, personally, I started learning or getting more aware about this whole topic of mindfulness um, and meditation and being aware, um, uh, not during my studies. So it was more kind of out of curiosity. I explored it myself. Um, what do you think? Like, is it an important enough topic or like the whole field to include it already in our education system? Because I feel like a lot of graduates, especially from business studies, uh, you know, they're very much focused in getting a job and in getting, you know, a big name on their CV. Um, and in that process, they forget to actually stop a little bit and ask themselves, okay, what do I want to do? What do I feel like? What do I connect with? Um, and therefore, they potentially might get burned out or not be able to deal with stress and stuff like that. 
Um, what is your opinion on this? Should mindfulness and meditation be included uh, in the education process to maybe develop um, yeah, this mindset of stop for a little bit and be aware? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, yeah, I'm very uh, I'm ve I'm very much pro, uh, and uh, I know the Dalai Lama has also uh, a few projects going on where this is already integrated in primary school, and uh, yeah, so in the Netherlands we have uh, Tank Dauber. Uh, he's a, he's like an inspiration for me, and he has been meditating for over 20 years now, and he actually experimented with meditation. Uh, like with people who have been to prison and also with uh, with children from primary school. And he, uh, he put a project named Schoolverlichting, which means school enlightenment. And it starts at a very early age. And also it has been proven that not only for stress, but only but also for bullying and all these things. So if you, uh, yeah, it, it, it is something that could be a skill that is useful for your whole life, even if you're young or old, doesn't matter. So I think if we would could integrate this in primary school and you could start from an early age, that life would be less stressful and you could really feel the difference between uh, what is out there and what is good for me. Because we we are not, ev not everybody can be that unicorn and that's totally fine. I think uh, we should also practice more uh, the power of, you know, being happy, just being happy with what is and, and, and not always chasing the next goal because uh, I think there's a difference between uh, chasing success and being happy in general. And, and that, that's not always clear, I think, for most people. And that's where, where the stress comes. And um, yeah, so if we could integrate it from an early age, uh, I think it would prevent a lot of problems uh, later on, for sure. I really like this word that you use, prevent. <laughs> Preventing, uh, I think, is a, is a good way to put it instead of, you know, reacting just to stuff that already happened. Um, what, in your experience, but also in your opinion, or no, from, from the trends that you're seeing, how are companies uh, reacting um, to this trend of spirituality. So how spirituality and mindfulness integrates within a corporate world, for example. So when I was looking, when I was working at Accenture in 2014, there were already a lot of leaderships training uh, uh, concerning mindfulness integrated. And I think it's still a big thing. Uh, but I think it should not only be for leadership. I think it should be for the whole company. So, so that's something that I would suggest. But the funny thing is, I uh, I was a part of the Eccentrics board, which is like, uh, yeah, sort of an event board for the for all employees. And what what I could do like every on a monthly basis was, was like bring my yoga teacher to the office. So we would clear out uh, one uh, room, and then we would uh, lay down all the mats, and then we would just do yoga. And for me, the most uh, impressive thing was you, you you would see everybody coming in a little bit stressed and and tidy and then when they came out they they would just like feel relieved and 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 you could see their their the, the smiling the smiling again and for me that's such an important thing like um you know to feel again who you are and and uh and i think also within a company when when you are more relaxed 
inspiration can come. And inspiration never comes from a place where there is stress. It only comes from a place of contentment. So I think it would only be beneficial for companies if they would give more space to, uh, to, become, uh, to become in that state. Because from flow comes inspiration and from inspiration comes success. So win-win. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, stepping a little bit back from this topic of uh, mindfulness and meditation, um, I would like to uh, ask you a little bit more about your volunteering experience. So how did you, you know, get uh, in touch with this whole field, this whole area of volunteering? Um, and then how did you choose the causes that you started volunteering for? So, yeah, in 2013, I just got this insight, like, I need to do something extra. Uh, I had the feeling that only working was not good enough uh, as a contribution. So I found out there was this, uh, yeah, sort of indeed for, uh, for uh, volunteering vacancies. And I literally read all of them. And uh, I made it top five. And uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I wrote a letter. And, uh, of course, uh, I got it. So that was super nice. So for me, I uh, I started with being a buddy of somebody that came from a war zone. And the idea was to have, you know, like fun days together, to go to the zoo, to go for a drink, to cook a meal. So something that would keep their mind off of the heavy history that they experienced. And it's such a nice thing that you can, you know, uh, give some relief and some fun. So for me, it was a, a very interesting thing, and and it also motivated me to explore more. So I did I did a few a few things because I really wanted to you know make a little bit of diversity in the things. So I also uh, was a volunteer at Beter Thuis, which is a foundation that is focused on the elderly. So you would be uh, connected to someone uh, that's older, and then you would also do fun stuff. And the interesting thing is that there are a lot of people of old age that are very lonely. And loneliness is not only concerning them these days. Loneliness is also something that's affecting uh, our generation because of social media. It, it also isolates us. So you also see like their view on, on today's technology and their view on how life was and how it should be. So it was also a learning experience. And so from there, I got into something else because I'm always looking for new things to develop in. And uh, I was involved in, and I still am, at the Alphabet Club. And Alphabet Club is an organization that uh, hosts events for expats in Amsterdam. And it all started like 12 years ago. And back then, there wasn't a big expat network in Amsterdam. It was all really upcoming. And uh, so it was a way of socializing with people. But on the other hand, uh, the profits that we made from the events, we built schools uh, for the children of the slums of India. And children of the slums of India, they, they are outside of the caste system. So they're not entitled to have education. And what we did is uh, we set up like primary education and secondary, and we also try to give a professional education so they can be pulled out of this circle of poverty. And I also visited the slums and the schools in India, and it was really, for me, a mind-changing experience, not only because India 
has also the roots of uh, the Buddhism that I really uh, am attracted to. Uh, but also to see like that, that the work that you're doing here on a local basis is actually impactful in another country. Yeah, uh, from that time, I uh, started developing my own charity, which is uh, Stichting and Light. And uh, yeah, our main purpose is to spread meditation. And uh, we do it once a year in, uh, in a big venue in Amsterdam called Westergasfabriek. And this is a day of uh, not only meditation and inspirational speeches, but it's also uh, an opportunity to enjoy like spiritual music, like hang music and sound bowls. And of course, charity is central and uh, we invite a, a real monk from uh, Thailand and there's like this huge Buddha statue and everybody's dressed in white. So the first year we connected our profits to uh, the charity of Make-A-Wish Foundation so uh, we called it Enlight Your Wish. And uh, last year, our theme was World Peace Meditation. And our partner was mm. iMove uh, Foundation. And iMove is actually an organization that helps um, refugees uh, from, uh, yeah, of course, the, the Syria war zone. And then especially children and women to relieve their war trauma uh, do, uh with, with instruments, yoga, dance, and meditation. So it all really connected. And um, yeah, for me, that every year that, that is something that brings, you know, my own uh, inspiration that I get from meditation and my, own, and my volunteering uh, experience, but also the event management part. It is a big part of my, uh, my expertise together. So this is really something that I feel connected to. And uh yeah, also I'm 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 interested in you know like the environmental problems that we're facing. So, I last year I also was a part of uh, uh, We Make the City, and that's uh, something that is uh, in a few cities in uh, in the Netherlands, and it's focused on you know sustainable uh, cities and how you can contribute. So there are workshops and of course lectures and all kinds of ways to improve your uh footprint or like to make it less and um yeah I'm, I'm still you know always open to new projects and uh i think it's important to not only focus on you know the children the elderly meditation or the environment but to get something out of everything because i really have the feeling that we need to see the world as a holistic thing to include everything and um I think from different perspectives, you can get a better um, view. I totally, I totally agree that it's important to have this holistic perspective and see the world as an interconnected system rather than separated silos. Um, and you have had like a crazy diverse volunteering experience. And I'm curious to find out from from all these uh, experiences that you had, um, let's say, with the, with the refugees from the war zone and with the elderly, what is actually their feedback about, you know, you being a volunteer or other people being volunteers and spending time with them? Um, well, actually, it's, it's always a lot of gratitude, to be honest. It's just like you're doing something from, a, from an honest heart and... and the gratitude that you get, not only from the people that you help, but also the volunteers that were a part of, of our meditation event. 
that that is just something that you cannot um it's just priceless it's something that you cannot put in numbers or words it's just like you're building something together you are for that moment you are a part of a small community and and i think that is something that that we need to encourage each other more to to do something not because you do it to get better yourself but to to benefit benefit from it all and um uh yeah i've always had people you know like being like very cheerful even if it's like uh yeah this guy from the war zone or the elderly people it's just like a moment of pure joy that you experience because you both want to be there and you both want to create something. And, uh, and, and I think from every experience that I have, it was the same. What, uh, and talking about uh, gratitude, what is the importance of gratitude and um, shall we practice it more, especially today when everything is moving so fast and it's also this whole impact of social media um, yeah. What's your opinion on that? I think if you're, I think if you're always negative and and you don't see what you have, there's no way that you can be happy. And I think happiness is really in the small things. It's appreciating that you have a family, you have friends in your life, uh, you have a job, you have a house. You know all the basic stuff. And I, I especially. You know, when I went to India or to other countries, you could really see the difference. But the funny thing is that even though I was in India and even though I was in the slums, those people were so happy and they were so welcoming. And even though, though they don't have a lot, they were still like, let me take care of you. Do you want to have dinner? And that attitude, in, although like, yeah, concerning our standards, they have near to nothing. That is such a priceless and, and, and valuable, you know, like thing to have. So I think um, we should be more aware of the things we, we have and, and use them as stones to be happy on a daily basis. Of course, we can work uh, on our path to, to, to real success. But it's something that maybe is misunderstood because a lot of success stories are only shared when they are accomplished. They, but you don't see the actual work behind the scenes. And to keep ourselves motivated, we have to be uh, to be successful. You have to enjoy what you're doing every day, although you don't have results. So I think on a personal level to be happy, you have to use small stones to live your happy life as a person. And if you are building a road to success, you also have to have the perseverance to do it over and over again, although there will be a lot of challenges on your way, because success is just this one moment. It's the whole journey towards it that that differs. I mean, there's so many people with ideas, but only the people with the execution power and the willpower to, you know, like uh, persevere until the end, they'll make it to the top. So I think, yeah, it has two sides on it, uh, the gratitude and the appreciation. Uh, sounds good and I could definitely agree with the execution that everyone has an idea but only a few people actually you know have the perseverance to to go through it and overcome different challenges uh, and talking about overcoming challenges and gratitude um, do you think these are traits or skills that change makers have and 
second question next to that, mm-hmm. um, who are change makers for you? So I think change makers are people who can uh, see in every bad situation, like when a door closes, a door opens. And I think change makers can see like sometimes you have to let go of something in order to get something better. I think they're better at letting go. I think they're better at seeing something positive in a negative situation. I think they also feel like you don't have to wait for a change. You can be a change, even though it's small. So for me, that's an important thing. And uh, to, you know, like never be... um, Never be challenged in that way that it brings you down. Always trying to find a solution. And I think, uh, yeah, it's important to also talk to, to, to other people, like a mentor or somebody that inspires you. And, uh, of course, I had a few in my life uh, who inspired me as well. Uh, so it, it might not surprise you. But uh, number one, uh, yeah, my yoga teacher. Roland Jan van Milligen has been a, a, a big inspiration for a very long time. He, uh, he always saw me as the person that I am and could really translate some blockages that I have in, in something that I could feel that, that could help me, like in a very humane and, and real way. And also when you are doing uh, one of his yoga lessons, I could really, you know, he would always pick... Uh, a little topic and he would you know like integrate it in the lesson and then they would have something to think about or to learn from and that really inspired me a lot and uh, so that's it one person that really inspires me and um, yeah of course I also read a lot of uh, Buddhistic readings and uh, one of the people that really inspires me is uh, Deepak Chopra I think uh, yeah, he's, he says ways on a very clear note, but also he uses a lot of humor and he doesn't take himself too serious. I think the combination of learning something new and using fun is very important in this, uh, in this um, yeah, personal development uh, journey. Uh, what, what has uh, kind of been the impact of these readings uh, on you? Right. Well, the impact of the readings is is that, um, you know, like the journey to personal development is never one that is without challenges. Uh, it is actually, you cannot grow without pain, they say. And uh, you can only evolve from a moment that uh, makes you uh, turn into a new person. If you want to grow, you have to either learn something and that never go- comes easy. So they inspire me to see moments of pain also as a moment where you challenge yourself to become a better version of you. And that then motivates me again. Because, of course, everyone has this moment uh, when they are about to give up. And um, seeing that you are not the only one struggling and given tools how to uh, face these mental challenges, I think that is very, very empowering. So uh, whenever uh, I'm, I'm in a dilemma, it could be anything. Uh, I either meditate or I just look up some quotes. I read some of the books and then it gives me a new insight and also like a peace of mind. Like, okay, I am on the right track. I just need to, to have a little bit more patience. 
<laughs> that is very interesting that you say that everyone actually goes through moments when they're about to give up. Um, how come we don't really talk about these moments, especially, you know, with this whole social media thing, there's so much, like we are used to share a lot of success moments or things that we're proud of. And even though we've been through a lot of painful moments as well, we never want to share that because I feel like everyone perceived that as a vulnerability or as a weakness. What is your opinion of that? on that? Should we start sharing more uh, these kind of moments? Well, that's a very interesting question. Um, so, yeah, in general, I think people should become more real and not only show, uh, you know, like the, the happy moments because we all know what's on social media is only 10% of reality. So that's, it could help. But on the other hand, I've also seen people overshare the negative moments and then it becomes something that is also not preferable. I think it, it is, it's a really, it's a really difficult thing. I think, to be honest, I think we should spend less time on social media. I think we should realize more that it's only 10% of reality and we should actually become more real when we are in person. So when you see a friend and a, and a friend says, hey, what's up? How are you? Don't say you're you're doing well. Just say, hey, I, have, I had a few hiccups. I'm here and there. And uh, just try to be more real with the people around you. I think that would really help. I don't think we should, you know, overshare stuff on social media in general. Um, and, um, yeah, just try to keep it real. Uh, just try to keep it real when you see when you are uh, amongst others. Yeah, I totally agree. Now we should start, you know, connecting uh, offline uh, more often and have more uh, meaningful uh, conversations. And talking about meaning uh, and connection, um, what is purpose for you? Purpose for me is that you have something when you wake up to, you're so excited about, can't wait to, uh, to, 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 to get involved so for me meditation and charity is something that I wake up to every day and I feel like I feel happy about it I feel like everything I do in that purpose is effortlessly it's something that you feel like it makes your you know like it makes your whole vibe light you feel your blood running you get excited and I think whenever you want to become successful you need to find your purpose and this can be be for everybody different. I mean, you can be, you know, like great in any kind of job. It's just something that you need to find out. And, uh, and I think it's also very important because when you're doing something that you don't like, it, it drags you down and, uh, it, it involves everything. But when you do something that really cheers you up, it's, it's just like, it changes your whole vibe. You have a better, uh, you have like a better health. You also have, another uh, vibe towards, others other, towards other people. So it means that they can also feel your enthusiasm. And, uh, and I think that's, that's a good thing. When you don't have to convince people, but they feel actually what you're saying is real. And so whatever you do, it, it will become so much easier. And talking about the, the charity and volunteering, because charity, for instance, there is 
a lot of people are very skeptical about the word and, you know, the organizations in themselves. But would you say that what makes them unique um, charities and especially volunteering is this kind of life of service that giving back, this is what is actually purposeful in our life as humans? Uh, yeah, yeah. Also, research has proven that when you do uh, volunteering, it is actually not only beneficial for uh, the people uh, you're trying to impact, but also for yourself. Because, yeah, we, we keep on returning to the topic of connecting with people and the community feeling that we, that, we, uh, that we should do. This is actually something that strengthens the community. It's actually something that makes it like it's bigger than yourself. And uh, I, I know that, that there are a few people that are doing volunteering because it looks good on their CV. But uh, in the end, even if you do it just to boost your career, you will, you will notice it yourself. Because, you know, like this is some, uh, these forces, they, you even get touched when, when your intentions were different. So, uh, yeah, of course, not, not all charities uh, are, are, yeah, are, are performing integrity the way they should. And so, it, yeah, charity has a certain stigma. But I think in the end, you know, like on a micro level, when you do it, you can feel it. And I think even though it's a small thing to add, you're still making a difference. So uh, I think definitely people should not be uh, say, like thrown off the idea that, that, that it's not purposeful or, or, you know, it doesn't add up or anything like that. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And final question to end on a more inspirational note. <laughs> um, what is the change that you would like to create? Wow, that's indeed a, a very uh, deep question. But um, yeah, I think, I think, um, but this is like, I think the people that I surround and with the work I do, I would like to give them toolings to become happier themselves and also I would like to contribute in a world that um, stimulates the community feeling and if it's through meditation events or if it's through other charity or maybe something else will will come along on my path the how that's not important but I would like to make this impact and to you know reduce all these numbers of anxiety depression and burnout and to make people see that, you know, at the end, uh, this is a very interesting quote. And this is one of my favorites. It's actually by Jim Carrey. The, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. So I think at the end of your lives, uh, how, when you have this uh, I'm about to die moment, the only thing that you'll remember then is not the success that you had in business. It's not the things that you had or gained. It is only the moments that you had with people in your lives. So for me, although they, their moments may be small, I would like to create something that either made people grow, made people happy, or just, you know, something that cheers people, uh, in, in cheers people up. And um, yeah, that would be a wonderful thing uh, to accomplish and also give them the tools to help other people to spread it like, an oil stain and and make it something that that connects uh, people together and uh, yeah that that would be my ideal to be honest. Wow, 
sounds amazing and very inspirational at the end of this interview. Uh, I, I hope you achieve this. Uh, and we definitely achieved a little bit of that on me today by sharing all these insights. Um, you definitely creating, created a little positive impact. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you again for all the time uh, and effort <laughs> to participate in this podcast. Thank you, Catalina. It was a uh, it wasn't it was uh, I feel honored about uh, about being a, a part of this uh, changemaker mm-hmm. series. And uh, I think what you're doing is wonderful. Uh, you know, putting all these putting all this knowledge together and and educating people uh, or children with this. I think this is something that we really need and that should really uh, start from an early age. So uh, yeah, you definitely inspired me too there. (laughs) Thank you very much. I wish you a really great evening and a really great uh, weekend and I hope we stay in touch. Thank you, for sure. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you everyone for listening. This is the Changemaker podcast, a series of interviews with people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. If you like this episode, make sure to reach out. Stay positive, follow your dream and make this world a better place. See you next week.